Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the zeroth episode of Two Idiots One Podcast. I am Cam, and this is Sam. And hello, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're we're running a podcast together. We're two idiots running a and, podcast. Yeah, and we're not the extra, the extra have, idiot. Yeah, less podcast. Extra idiot, less podcast. Uh, we plan to just talk about really whatever we're feeling like it on this podcast and add a little uh, idiosity to everything. As we do, typically. As we do, as we do. Emphasis well, on L Games, anime, <laughs> manga, Japan. Yeah. Stuff like that. Daily life, bullshittery, things like that. Idiocy. Uh, so Sam and I have known each other for a while now. I think it's been good three, four, four years. Three, four years. Uh, yeah. Although but... the majority of it was just not interacting. Yeah, so how we met was, and how we really got close is a weird story because <sighs> at, at first we kind of like knew each other on Discord, like a Smash server, because we live in the mm-hmm. same area. And yeah. then we kind of like were in the same conversations, but we never like directly talked to each other. And then we like we hung out at like you know events and stuff, and we still talked. We weren't like you know not close at all, but and then after a while, we kind of just I didn't really talk to anyone from the scene for a while because I kind of just did other stuff, and we didn't talk for like a good year and a half, two years I think, something like that. Yeah, probably like two years. And then I remember one of our other friends when the Made in Abyss movie came, out, <laughs> the third one. Yeah, he asked if Sam over here could come join us, and I'm like, absolutely. And then I remember that. <laughs> that was <laughs> one first... of the most interesting movie watching experiences of ever. Yeah, <laughs> and especially like the pre movie because we just talked about One Piece. We did. Like we talked about thirty One Piece. minutes. Yep. And, and and our friend, he was just like, "Why? You want to watch the movie?" And then we watched the movie and. Boy, that was a interesting. It's a great movie, but the experience with like how we did talk. That was what movie. like that was our first interaction after a long time. But the one yeah. that like kept us interacting was Gintama. Because yeah, I remember because you asked me about Gintama that night. I did because we had been just catching up and talking about like what he talked about or what we wanted to watch and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, I love Gintama. You should absolutely watch morgan tom i think i was asking you like hey when does he get good because i'm on like episode like 20 and it's not good yeah yeah he did ask the age-old question of when does it get good and i think with gintama it's a very fair thing to ask uh, no i definitely agree um one thing i just now noticed or i guess realized is before we like talk about ourselves we should probably talk about why they should keep listening because why would you know like yeah um, um i'm gonna go say i think i think the plan of this podcast while we do talk about a lot of things we're going to talk about basically why most opinions are trash and why you should have our opinion. <laughs> Long story short, to, to, to a certain degree. I think We're not supremacists, I swear. We know we are bringing about a new age of uh, overthrowing what's, you know, popular and yeah, bring out allegedly the good and be like, hey, Berserk, Vagabond, yeah. SBR, Monster, stuff like and that. Another thing I think is like, in the end of the day, the listeners choose. Yeah, the listeners will also choose if they come back or not. I'm not going to sit here and make a convincing argument of why you should listen to us be idiots. If you enjoy it, listen more. If you don't think it's your cup of tea, then it's not your cup of tea. That's completely fine. Fair enough. Can tell. 
we we will talk about Gintama often, as you can. A tell. lot of Gintama. We will definitely will talk about. I it. mean, hey, that's a reason to stay. If you like Gintama, then stay. If you haven't seen Gintama and you're like, hey, why should I watch Gintama? We'll tell you why. We're, we're you're in the right place, and we'll also go over like every week. We'll probably have some kind of a couple segments of like a specific anime or manga, and we'll just talk about it. And you know, either talk about why we don't like it, why it's trash, or why we why love it. Why you shouldn't or, like it? <laughs> why you shouldn't like it, or like maybe why we want you to read it, or True. maybe for either a good or bad reason. Like we might want you to read something not because it's good, but because it's not as good as people say, or because it's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and I think I was thinking about earlier, actually, in the car, I was thinking about the way we want to handle spoil <laughs> the way we want to handle spoilers. I think we should approach spoilers. So the way I was thinking is, if we don't have like a dedicated portion or segment to that, then we shouldn't spoil it. Like, if the yes. episode isn't labeled like "best fights in Gintama," we shouldn't spoil like key elements of yeah. the fight. Yeah. But if we're just talking about like, oh, the best fights in anime, and we're like, oh, hey, Gintama, then we can like mention why it's good. Like, oh, yeah. because it re- it brings backstory into the picture. Like. Each new fight adds a new part to the plot that we don't know yet, or there's yeah. emotional blah blah blah, whatever. We're gonna say that. But when we're talking about Gintama, so we're like, hey, we're gonna talk about Gintama today, that's when we're gonna be spoiling the like yeah. intricate parts. Like, hey, today's or, Gintama Day, so if you don't know Gintama, probably shouldn't watch it. We'll tell you. Yeah. I don't know. And even like when we have even if we're not like let's say we have an episode and we don't plan to bring about a series, but we end up getting to that conversation. Yeah. If we want to continue going in depth, we will say, Hey, there's spoilers in this segment. Or we'll just be like, Hey, we're about to talk about spoiler territory. If you don't want to know, skip to the next segment. Yeah. Or you know. We'll we'll, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll we'll keep it out of the segment. And then yeah. if we do want to add heavy spoilers to the segment, we'll save that for its own segment so we can yeah. continue the same because if we're doing like a tier list for fights we want you to be able to listen to the segment without getting spoiled so we'll keep that for another segment yeah of course um but yeah but yeah um as you said what we want to do we just want to hang out and talk about just and that get Chill. some guests on here yeah, uh, we both probably have friends that we'd love to have on here. Um, yeah. I've already talked to a couple already that would be down. So that'll come in the future. As of now, though, it's just introductions and who we are, you know, why we're even doing this. Why are we doing this? Okay, I think the main reason I want to do it is because we, when we talk, we talk for a very, very long time. I like, mean, we will, we will talk for like, 12 hours a day it just i mean it just doesn't end i don't i'm pretty sure you would remember but remember that one time we had like what was it a four-hour conversation of the difference between a main character and a protagonist oh don't get and me started on that we don't. ended at six in the morning and you had class in two hours and you had a yeah, paper no, by i didn't night. i didn't sleep the day before my exam because i spent four hours going through like the historical the his, the history of the definitions of Main character, protagonist, hero, uh, anti-hero. It's just like yeah. we went so in-depth and I'm like, you know, we might as well make a podcast about this. So my point is like, if we talk this much, why not just record it? Yeah, why not record? You know, it's not going to be any different from how we usually talk for the most part. We might have to be a little more structured, but hey, yeah. we're still um, Another thing is like, I think it's always good to get your opinion out there. Because you course. never know. So you yeah. might, and I mean, you might spread the like, good word. 
yeah and i think disagreements are key you know mm. me me and me and sam we will agree on mostly everything just because of like Probably we like know 90%. each other's taste in and out we both have things that we won't like he might like something that i don't care for at most but we usually don't have anything that like i love and he hates or he hates and i love so i mean that's just because we like good stuff so. yeah <laughs> we like no. we like the same things then all good. i think it's um, important if we do have someone else come on we we don't always want to get people that agree with us we want to get someone with yeah very different opinion because who knows we might be wrong yeah and i mean another um, thing is like at the same time for some segments like when we have planned is I want to bring on a friend not to talk, not to all like in unison agree about mm-hmm. why this one series is great, but just to just talk about it and discuss it. And because even if you all th- love a series, there will be parts that I'm sure everyone will, someone will disagree with about a certain part or a certain mm-hmm. character or, cause even if you love a series, I'm willing to bet not everyone who loves the series will share the same loves at least. No, for sure. I, everyone values different things in the story. Um, I think you're more, not in general, but compared to each other, I think you lean more towards story and I lean more towards characters probably. It depends. I'm not too sure. Uh, Um, I do love my, I mean, you know, I love my characters, but I, I also do love like what drives a character. So I'm a, I'm a backstory lover. I'm like a, I'm like a backstory. I'm like eighty percent character, twenty percent story. Yeah, probably. I I'm a I think I'd be a good mix. Um, I think it also just depends on what series it is. So like, no, for sure. Gintama, for example, I think it is a a little more character focused, but mm-hmm. the story chunk of it is I adore it. Yeah, but you know, its story is odd. It's not like I can say, oh, here's a story. <laughs> but that's just how the series is. That's the way I look at it is Gintama. like, while I love Gintama's story, I don't appreciate it for the story exactly the plot i appreciate it for the like yes the characters came about because of the story but, but we appreciate I, it for the characters and the themes the not themes. the themes story is the big thing for me yeah any sort of theme or lesson or something i can apply to my own yeah walk and I in mean, life i definitely agree and as i said with characters backstories are like my thing mm-hmm. i love a good backstory mm-hmm. a backstory can i mean occasionally a backstory can make or break a character for me no, for like, sure. Even like lack of backstories, I can understand a lack of backstory. Or if you're with <laughs> oh, another thing, with like, <laughs> yeah. So with main characters specifically, the reason that I always think main characters have trouble keeping up with a lot of the cast is because you're. It's because you're with them the whole time. Mm. And I know a lot of people would love to argue, like, "Hey, you're with the character for a long time, so you're going to love them and appreciate them more than the rest of the cast," and you're with them more than the entire cast maybe there might be exceptions but for the most part you're with them for a lot of the story and i think the one reason this comes into an issue is it's because you're with them that whole time no for sure usually and i mean this is a lot of way with shonen is most protagonists are their kids and there's not much to them of their past because you know most shonen protagonists you know you see them at their lowest of low or their you know young age where they don't have anything or they're trying to get something and then they get it very relatively easy or early in the story and i think it's because of stuff like side characters like that you see them come up and come about and you don't know who they are you might have some like you know like like urasawa you might know some things Mm -hmm. like urasawa characters and they come in you might know some give or take things depending on who the character is but they don't show up and you know everything about them from scratch 
And let's take Vagabond, for example, of okay. how I love using this example is Musashi and Kojiro are my two favorite Vagabond characters, and I think they're everyone's, or most I mean, people's yeah. favorite too. Yeah. You are with Musashi since his beginning of life, you know? Mm. And then Kojiro it was built up in the background. In him and Musashi don't actually make physical they don't see each other for a while after. But you're with Musashi the whole time and Kojiro's built up in the background. But then the story switches and does the exact same thing with Kojiro and spends eighty ish chapters on just Kojiro from birth to current. So and then all crazy. of it and then it flows in together and then they, you know, come into contact yeah. and then become rivals. And I think it's just a really cool way of Handling a character. I think it's in a way, Kojiro is like a okay. Well, we, this is where we can get into terms, but Kojiro is like the deuteragonist of the story because yeah. he's not just like he gets not just a backstory. He gets like an entire arc. Like we don't see Musashi for a good chunk of the series. Yeah, there it, is. I mean, the Kojiro arc is a few volumes. I mean, yeah, in, it's just a backstory of a character that's not the main character. And, in in the vagabond uh the the vagabond english translation volumes they're all three in ones yeah. and kojiro art covers an entire english vagabond volume and part of another one mm-hmm. which that's four-ish five volumes just for kojiro's backstory of and, pure ecstasy yeah and i think that's amazing because it's instead of basically you know having a character or even a villain in your series show up it becomes a mystery and then gets a designated backstory for, you know, like, you know, 10 chapters at most for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's Kojiro is basically the protagonist for those 80 chapters because you, Musashi, to Kojiro, Musashi never existed yet. While, you know, you see Kojiro's name mentioned a lot of the time in Vagabond around Musashi and whatever the other guy's name is. And, you know, Kojiro's a parent to Musashi, but Musashi's never a parent to Kojiro. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because then it's like Kojiro becomes the protagonist that starts at birth and goes to where he's at now, and you follow him throughout his entire life. But I think the difference is because of when in the story that happened, I think it's a lot more special. Mm-hmm. Well, they also we do see more of Kojiro. Like Musashi yeah. started when he was like twelve. I don't know, he was like a teenager, preteen. Mm-hmm. We see Kojiro like as a baby. Like we, see yeah, him you see him. Raised. We get to see his upbringing with his father. We get to see a lot more special moments in his life that formed him into who he was. Because we knew from the start that Musashi was a very aggressive and violent child, but with Kojiro, we like literally got to see what ingrained that in him. Yeah, because I mean, as you said, Musashi, you see him violent because the story for Musashi just jumps into where he's at. Yeah. It just jumps into his teenage hood and why he became so violent very early on. And you get the reasons pretty early, but Kojiro, you hear the stories and the legends about him as you're reading Vagabond, and you don't know why. And it's when it switches to Kojiro's perspective for his backstory, you see him as a baby, and you see him as a child, and a teenager, and then an adult. And it goes through his entire life up to where the story is currently at in Vagabond. And I think it's just a very special and one of my favorite backstories because of how they handle it. For sure. The, as you mentioned earlier with um, main characters and backstories, I think every main character has at least some form of a backstory yeah. or some form of, you know, a past event that we don't know of that's important to the yeah. character. I mean, even your standard Shona protagonist, like Naruto, he has 
his back moments about his birth, stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I mean, I think circumstances of birth is usually the big one because you have Naruto yeah. and Luffy, I think, are the big two yeah. examples. While Luffy's is unknown, but it's definitely going to be an important aspect, I believe, mm-hmm. as we see with other people who have the D. Um, I'm going to start spoiling myself a little bit here, but two characters, Shonen protagonists, that I love and adore, and they also have very juicy backstory info, is Oz yeah. from Pandora Hearts and yes. Alan Walker from D. Grayman. Yeah. Though I think that way of handling a backstory, it it does the, it withholds you for so long. Yeah. Um, at least... We don't know. We don't even know yet for D. Grayman, but yeah, we know a little Pan- bit of Alan. In the case of Pandora Hearts, it completely changes the story when you find out Oz. Especially story. because if you think about it, a lot of the story you don't really think that Oz would have a backstory. No, you, you just think there's like, oh, he's you know, like you know, he's in a important. yeah, you know, he's in a royal family, and he has his like you know his you don't really see his mother, you know, his dad's a dick, and you know, his Oscar dad, raised dad's him. a horrible father. Oscar is a goaded father uncle. yeah but you don't really look too much into it other than like maybe there's a couple chapters of like how it mm-hmm. happened but it unfolds amazingly and and I, sorry i was gonna say no. the one thing i think that makes his backstory very important is because of how heavily it reapplies the theme like i yeah. guess in the case of naruto i think naruto's birth doesn't really play into his theme um, yeah like the circumstance of his birth yes it's important to like his relationship it, it's it's important um, important to the story and really it's important for the village the hokage yeah, and it's important to naruto and how his relationships are but for oz it really heavily reinforces the theme and it also um, gives the story more impact oh yeah it's like when sure. you learn about naruto's birth it is a tragic moment for sure it, no it, it's sad it's painful to watch or read or however you experience it but it does you don't see it and you're like Oh wow! This is a plot twist. This is like oh, the, the story is different now. The story, when you get Oz oh. story. It's dude, I shit. Yeah, this I is don't. not. This is like huge. Yeah, but another thing that I was saying is with like you know a lot of protagonists when they're young and you start mm. them out young, and I think. Shonen, I think it has its own ways of doing things, and I think it's not a bad way of doing things. I just think one of the issues is a lot of the time there's less impact of like what happened, right? Yeah. But and I think there are really interesting cases outside of Shonen. For mm-hmm. example, Guts from Berserk. Ooh. You start at Don't his birth. Started. Don't you start at his started. birth. So like, it's a lot of like well there's nothing about his past that you don't know because you get it all at the start of the story. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, wait, 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 is this where we start the argument of is not yet? Not is yet. The that's, berserk, is the, Cause that is, is that's a whole, that's a whole segment. Arc, is, does the that, arc, is that the start of berserk? I think that's where you bring in depth. I think that's where you bring in depth because okay. both, because be I have, I listen to both sides. Both sides have really interesting points. I think we say that for a berserk segment. Cause then we could also Absolutely. spoil the series. Cause we kind of, oh, for to. sure. Yeah, but um, and, but as I was saying for Guts, is you see him as, it's like Guts and Kojiro are one-to-one in terms of their backstory and past. Mm-hmm. Because you see them at birth, or Kojiro was also close after forced birth. to fight to the death by his yeah. father, and he was also forced like, to, uh... <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I get they're they're, they're mean, the same person. Yeah, they're the same guy. But in terms of like how their backstory is done, or how you see yeah, the past, yeah. because... You know, Kojiro and Guts, 
both of them, you see them either at birth or shortly after birth or mm-hmm. just their infants and you watch them go through their whole life of course Vagabond and Berserk are very very different and Guts oh, and sure. Kojiro are very very different characters but I think the way they're uh, handled no, they're pretty, they're pretty they're, I think they're <laughs> the same character ah you're right but, but in terms of how they're handled their past in like early character I th- in terms of handling early on I think is a very interesting um, comparison for sure I can just imagine Kojiro going Musashi, just like Guts is yelling at <laughs> But but who's Kojiro trying to protect from the God Hand? Uh, That's the real question. His sword. I was gonna say his sword. I, I don't know his sword. His voice. His, his long throat. lost voice. <laughs> his vocal cord. His box. luscious hair. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. No, we love we love Berserk Vagabond. You know, very um, interesting, great series. But I, yeah, I was gonna. I, 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 I will, back, go ahead. No, go I was ahead. Saying, about backstories is, I just feel like there's not enough. Like there's never enough. I could always. Yeah, I have can. More. Um, I think another because you know I can't ever bring up other than one other series, but Pandora Hearts again. No spoilers, of course, but like how Breaks backstory was done. Ugh. You get information. You get information. There's an arc of information for him. There's like three yeah. chapters of backstory, and that's not everything. There's still more that comes about later in the story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really cool way to do backstory. Is And that's another thing of like Gintoki. Teasing backstories. Teasing the- backstories. And like you know, you you get teased, like you get little little hints, right, for a while. But eventually, you do get a whole, and then eventually, you start getting parts of his backstory throughout the story. And then eventually, they drop it all at once. And even then, there's still tiny little things here and there, yeah. which I think is a great way to do. Like the way to handle backstories is so different for just every look at Gintama. Just Gintama yeah. does. Gintama does. Just look at Gintama. Just watch Gintama. Watch Gintama. Read how you handle fights, backstories, deaths, themes, music, de- character development. Yeah, everything. And of course, you know, we say that, but Gintama can't do every little thing because it just can't. It gets close, but there's a lot of things that Gintama can't do. No, for sure. I think that kind of series, but I mean, I what Gintama tries to do, I think it did very well. No, for sure. I think. At the end of the day, it's a comedy. I mean, you got to realize yeah. that too. It's just a uh, comedy. people. Yeah, people. I know. I think another like misconception because Gintama. I think Gintama is also a really weird series in terms of how it's like brought about in mm-hmm. the U.S. specifically. Is it's not popular at all, but it's very, very well praised. Oh yeah. And the issue is, it's like everyone kind of goes into the beginning, and people praise Gintama for the series shown in aspects of it. Mm-hmm. But what people really don't realize is that at its core, Gintama is just a comedy about friends and I think the, family friends. The biggest slap in the face for that of people who like purely watched it for serious reasons, because I eventually conformed to that once I got to the, you know, the more serious parts of the series. I eventually forgot that it was a comedy. And there's a very controversial moment in the end where there's like an open-ended question at the very end of Gintama. And you're like, what does this mean? And the author goes, I was too busy playing Sekiro, if, if you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. And you're just like, what? And we never get the answer. But, like, it's a it's a comedy. You just got to realize that it's a comedy. And, like, yeah. 
there will be serious parts that are left open-ended or that maybe could have been touched on more, but that's because, you know, he has, uh, he also said he would rather write more jokes than, you know, do this or do that. He just rather write like a joke about a butt or yeah. a dick joke. Like you can't, you can praise it for its serious parts, but if you sell it as a series series, you're denying like the first more, you're denying like 70% of the series, which is yeah. the issue when people are trying to get into it, which I mean, I went through the pain of, grinding through episodes that weren't funny for a while. Um, there were a couple funny parts here and yeah. there, but it's not until it's, you start to get I think that the jokes start hitting. I think that's one of the biggest issues of how Gintama is perceived by some fans over here is you see people praise a serious, and of course you see them praise comedy, but you only see them praise the same comedy episodes and arcs. Yeah, which I think there's a lot of under like under there's a lot of hidden jokes that people don't really notice or look at or really pay light to. But another thing is, if you go in for the serious, you're gonna miss the comedy, and the comedy is so special because once you're done with Gintama, that's when the comedy begins to hit. Mm-hmm. That's when watching the characters just laugh and live their daily life without a care in the world becomes more special to you. I think we can talk about the general theme of Gintama and how it's just people who have like the worst lives, not the like the horrible lives. I mean, lives I would never want to live. And they have these paths that you eventually come to learn that you would never expect from any of them looking at them. And when you realize that they have these paths, but all they want to do is just have fun and make memories and love life and the people around them. It kind of, you're like, wow, like, and I thought I had it bad, which I know it's fiction, but it kind of brings it into perspective. But I mean, it does great at doing that because at the end of the day, we can be sad and we can be depressed about what's going on, but we have to still enjoy ourselves. You can't always live in the past. Yeah. And I think that's one of the huge things that Gautama did, especially for me, is that like, it's it's fine to go out and just enjoy life. Just have fun. Because like, if you you're gonna think about your fun moments and like what what you cherish more than your lowest of lows when you look back on things right you might look back and well that was a shitty situation that was horrible but when you think about like what's important to you you're always going to go to the fun aspects of everything and like what was fun to you you know what you enjoyed and cherished and you know, Tom's the same way you know, Tom is just a big aspect of how to look at life through that amen love some it's great it's good yeah and it's great Uh, i'm glad they did it that way and you know not every it's it's definitely something that only not only gintama but a lot of just gintama can do it but a lot of other series can't it's Um, just got that special and i think it's because of its core of like it's a comedy and a shonen yeah and it's not like and you know especially like these days in jump like there are shonens that are just comedies mm. but there's no shonens that are really comedies but also battle shonens with stories that's rare to see nowadays i think yeah the closest thing we have is we have already battle shonen yeah that like we have, have one comedic piece. aspects to it we have one piece yeah which but that's been its roots for since you, 98 you can get like a good laugh out of one piece, but it's not a comedy at its core. Yeah. It's just, it has comedic elements to it. Um, albeit recently, I felt like the comedic elements have been a little dramatized. 
Yeah, I think fight. I well, one piece in general I also feel like if <laughs> to switch topics because we probably should. Um to switch yeah. topics to one piece for a while. Um we will tread lightly. I don't it's gonna be hard not to spoil, but because there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um with recent events of One Piece, I really wasn't a fan of the way the current fight ended in one of the biggest Luffy reveals. Um I was not. I I think it's a cool, the, especially the specifically the Luffy reveal. It's a cool concept. I think it's a really really cool concept and a cool power up. But I also think like the way it was brought about was kind of meh. I think if I'm being honest, if I'm just being like I'm bringing out my like superficial moment here, it just wasn't like cool enough. Yeah, like, it, it just wasn't. It wasn't cool. One Piece. It wasn't One Piece. It just didn't look. It didn't fit the theme of the other. It's power like ups. so. It just I feel like from the trend. That's a power you would give Buggy. That's how. Like that's just a power you'd give Buggy. No, you're right. And I, I, I think a lot of it goes. It, it oh, that power as well went against Luffy's character. I feel like mm. just because of like how Luffy is, and you know he always fights for his friends. He's always the underdog, and he's a very good underdog character. And that power just kind of he gets insane power. Yeah. And I don't think it's it doesn't feel as satisfying. I think because how we were talking about this earlier with like with kingdom, how I'm expecting kingdom to be a little bit is Shin's going to rise up as a general and rise up. And I'm very early kingdom. So I don't know much at all, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's just a soldier and he just got an army and I assume he's going to become a general and, you know, get higher in the ranks progressively, but he's never going to have like a moment of like, Oh yeah, I'm super strong now. It's all progressive, and that's what He's I was not hoping. Not going to have that but... jump. Yeah, and I mean, like we had Luffy's... a slight progression. To be yeah, fair, yeah, Luffy's always been strong, and he always has had like progressive, in, slow. In Wano development. alone, I think he's had like. Oh, he's had a few power ups, and he's had a Luffy. Few. And the way but... One Piece is as well is that like people get power ups and then they get stronger and they hone the power up, which Luffy has done that. My issue I think... is, I was saying, my issue is. There's two things. One, it sets apart from the trend. It, yeah. it introduced a completely new aspect to how it, it just didn't follow along the like logic, the trail of logic. Like mm-hmm. it jumped from this certain theme of powering up to this, and the other is it added new information to his character. Like there was yeah. a huge reveal, or if I remember correctly, it's not confirmed, but it mentioned. Something that would be immense to the story. I, I I need to reread. I haven't read in a while because I have not been very enjoying it. But it just didn't it didn't flow well, and it, it I just wish it stuck with what made Luffy Luffy, and it didn't kind of mm-hmm. expand. Like Luffy doesn't need yeah. to be, he he can just be Luffy. Like we need yeah. the underdog story, and yeah. um, especially if this one piece of information is true, then that completely changes Luffy, mm-hmm. and it kind of ruins a lot of what makes luffy special another yeah because luffy wasn't supposed to be anything special he's just supposed to be a normal kid and i mean sure you can argue like shanks pulled some shenanigans because he's shanks but luffy himself wasn't even being a holder of the d initial he even it never seemed like he was you know on the scale of other i mean even even by yeah, even by, I mean, you could argue he is one of the lower ends. Yeah, of the D I mean, I think another D user, and I'm going to be, this is a spoiler for a name. I think Law is a huge example. 
because yeah. while these two characters, Luffy and this other guy, you know, they have very they're both lower ranked D's because mm-hmm. they're not Roger. They're not yeah, they're, they're, they're not yeah. Dragon. They're not Rocks. Like those are the like especially like Roger Dragon and Rocks were like the three I mean, those are legendary people. Yeah. Like for us, it's really it's like Roger. We get Roger's legend. We get like why he's important. We don't really see Rocks as much because we only see him in the Wano backstory. And like, oh yeah, this guy is huge, and he's had like the he had the most powerful crew at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of it. And but Luffy, you know, he is like the underdog of the story, even though he has an initial behind his name. That initial itself doesn't give him power, right? That gives him yeah. like influence for sure that gives him like a social influence aspect but that doesn't give him raw strength and power it comes from his fruit and what he's done himself so i think the whole reveal in wano was kind of just eh, because it goes against luffy's character and the trend of how one piece works mm-hmm. and a really funny meme i think you might have seen this like you know the guy sitting on the couch like they're really excited or they're just not excited at all it's like <laughs> it's like us in the arc of like usually we, want, we all want luffy to get up again right and then yeah. in Wano, we're all just like, Kaido, get up again, please. <laughs> no, I, I definitely... <laughs> That's how I was. was, also, I was... It was a very anticlimactic fight, if I'm being honest. It, it felt really I would abrupt. argue it has the greatest buildup of any One Piece fight. That I mean, being said... We've been waiting. The climate, yeah. And I mean, I think the fight, the fight up to that point... Oh, the fight would, was amazing. The fight up to that point, to the reveal... I would, I would put it in one of the best fights in the series. Absolutely. Would, this is a little bit of One Piece spoilers, but I would argue Luffy's first fight with Kaido was better than yeah, his because final Luffy fight. got his shit rocked in. And but there was there was just so many good moments. Um, yeah, the thousandth chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that was also part of the final fight, but yeah, that was like. But I mean, another thing is like that was a Kaido Luffy round difference. one and round two. Yeah, Kaido yeah. Luffy round one round two are almost the same fight in a sense, almost. Yeah. And the thing um, is, is like round two Kaido Luffy is very, very, very good. I think yeah. it's just that final reveal and the resolution of the fight within those two mm-hmm. chapters together. It just is like, it's, oh, it's over. Like I remember reading it mm-hmm. and Kaido loses because it's just going to happen. I understand Kaido will lose. That's fine. I mean, we all but knew. He lost and it's like, is that it? Is there more? It's and then just- the next chapter, it's, you know, skips a little bit ahead to them celebrating the victory in Wano. And then it leads I, me to believe, like, why did Kaido? How did Kaido not get back up again? Where is Kaido? Right? Yeah. No, I think it's kind of sad when, I mean, at least in my experience, Luffy punching Kaido on chapter one thousand, I think it was, was way more hype than the climax of his like final punch or anything like that. It's just like he trained. Um, what was the branch of hockey? I already forgot what it was that he trained in. Conkers? No, it was no. it was in the prison. Oh, when, oh, yeah. Anyways, he trained in that yeah. form, and when he finally used it, he got a good punch on Kaido, and it was, it was amazing. It was extremely hype. I was popping off, and then you compare mm-hmm. that to the final blow of the actual like determining fight, and it's just. There's it no didn't, hype didn't feel there. The same. It didn't, it, it's just like, oh, okay, cool. It felt and kind of I, yes, you know, it 
I think a part a part of that is what I'll I'll give toward that fight is part of it is definitely reading weekly or bi-weekly. Oh for sure, for sure. Hurt. Like oh, I, yeah. I actually I was enjoying reading One Piece weekly for a long time. I mean I've been caught up for like two years now and I enjoyed reading it weekly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I think the most there's like a span of like 15, 20 chapters that just didn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's the hatred for one of the characters that Sam knows I despise <laughs> someone, but I'm not going to go into that this segment, but yeah, I think that also kind of played into it. And yeah, I, as much as I would love to go into the topic, but you fell off, you fell off manga. Ooh. Okay. We're and going there already. Cause I was going to bring up like, what are you enjoying, enjoying reading, reading weekly or monthly, but you fell off. Okay, let me let me explain. Let, let, so, let's talk let's talk about this. Let's one. go got, back it's to epi- April, episode zero. April twenty twenty one. Gintama season, baby. I was watching 10, 12, 15 episodes a day, every day. Um and I went from episode seventy to like two eighty by June. And then when I got to three hundred, I binged I'm not going to say names of the arcs for Gintama, but I've been S-A-R. Yeah, I've been the S-A and the F-S arc one a day. So many emotions. Um, but then I got to the did S-S. You, did, no, w- did you binge Rakuyo right after? Yes, I did. I did. Okay. I did S-A-F-S and Rakuyo, and then I did Silver Soul way mm-hmm. longer. I think Silver Soul, when I got to season two, I took like a two-week break. Yeah, which I think is fair with Silver Soul because it I mean, wasn't even from the emotions. It was just I was not. Just, I was scared to finish. You no no no. That's what I'm saying. Is okay, I think yeah. I, like everyone that I have know has watched Silver Soul. I think has taken some kind of break. It's because like me, I'm like after this, it's the end. I don't want yeah. it to end. I I, me well, I would literally rewatch episodes instead of <laughs> keep watching. I, would, I remember I would, the screenshots. You would go back and watch like essay again. And I'm I like, would watch. You essay watched essay like three weeks ago. You gotta stop. Yeah. No, I've watched episode three hundred five probably like twenty plus times. <laughs> it, it will forever hold my favorite episode episode of all time um so i finished that and then after that i was like whoa no gintama life-changing by the way i was not okay for a very long time um this is isn't this all this is also when you really begin to transition to manga this is when i transition to manga because i mean come on after gintama how can i watch anime i remember summer and we're bringing this up now summer when kingdom really became a thing this is when kingdom became a thing because this, this was a little was after post gintama for you and i was reading love is war i yep. i think i had season two had come out a while ago and i had wanted to read more but i also needed a refresh on like the beginning half and part of what season two had covered mm-hmm. and i wanted to refresh so i binged all of the first half in one night that's when we were talking and then yeah. we started joking and then ah, oh, dude how did kingdom even come up in the first place it's because we were talking i said i wanted to read kingdom because what happened mm. was i had just finished reading vinland around then oh, um because yeah, what happened right. was after gintama i started my manga grind so i caught up to the main abyss manga tokyo avengers manga and then after that i started the vinland manga and i reread the prologue then i read farmland um and the other arcs which i'm not going to say the names there's only one arc that really has a spoiler and it's the current arc um but i caught up to the vinland manga and i was like oh my gosh this is insane 
And then I went back to the big four of Seinen, like the big four battle action Seinen, which are Berserk, Vagabond, Vinland, and Kingdom. And I'm like, all that's left is Kingdom. Like, we need to do the... They're like the four horsemen of Seinen, basically. And, I mean, in my mind, it's the equivalent of the big three, but in Seinen. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah. Because everyone agrees that it's Berserk, Vinland, and Monster. Or... Ooh, that's rough because everyone is Vinland, Berserk and Vinland. It's Berserk, Vinland, and then Vagabond for like the battle. That's the battle. Big big three sign in, yeah. And then then I like to add Kingdom as well. You can add either Kingdom, Monster, SBR, I think are the other three that people always bring up. I think the like four, who was it? Someone had brought up like the four historical sign in manga are um, Vagabond, Vinland, Kingdom, or something else. Berserk. Berserk, that's right. Yeah, no, that's like my four. So I have okay, I could talk about that too. To me, there's like a big three of singing it, and then there's like the big four, like because I think uh, Kingdom definitely seems to yeah, the historicals I think is on the same pedestal but a different category. Yeah, and so for me, the big three, I would put Berserk, SBR, Poon Poon, Mm. and maybe interchange Monster and SBR. Yeah, I think they all achieve like very different things. I'll get into that later, but um. Yeah, so I was like, oh, Kingdom's like the last thing I have left for the those four. I really need to read Kingdom. And I was kind of looking more into it, and I'm like, it's also really long. Um, and so that's good, because that's like something I could really get into, because I love Berserk, I love Vagabond, I love Vinland. Like, how would I not love yeah. Kingdom? Um, and so I mentioned it to you. And, and that's when we, and then I started bringing it up, and then I started a meme about it because I, <laughs> I knew it existed and I knew it was long. So I did look back in Discord, and when I originally had mentioned Kingdom, I was like, "Isn't Kingdom like in the three hundreds?" And then we looked and it was in like the late six hundreds, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, it was shit. at the time it was in the late six hundreds." But yeah, and then I remember you transitioning to manga for a while, and it kind of just mm. stayed that way. It was such a good then, period, which it still and is. And then here, can I can I talk about your downfall? Please. Let me get let to me, the downfall. Let me explain why. I, in the no, no, no. Let, let me talk about what happened, like what the last moments were before the downfall. Oh, no. November. Ooh. Oh, Good times. Man. Good me times. I know what this is. I know, I know what you're talking about. We watched Kintama the final in theaters. And first time I've ever, like, Cried in a movie theater, by the for, way. Yeah. Both, for both of us. We both sat there. We're just, we're just like, shaking our heads and crying. And then we were. I was holding it in. You still cried. You, I know. I let I let some tears out, but I was yeah. I was champing it out. You didn't, it didn't you help didn't. that I'd already watched the final like four times before we watched yeah. that. Yeah. But it gets a little bit me, easier every time. You start to you start to cope bit. a little bit more. But yeah, and then we went home to my house that night, and we watched Heaven's Feel, the first yep. movie of Heaven's Feel. Heaven's Feel, and then school got busy for you and then we made time mm. in february i believe it was either january was, or february yeah, i think it was like january because remember that was when we watched mono yeah we yeah finished yeah mono in january we finished mono in january was that also when we watched heaven's feel two and three yep heaven's feel two and three and mono and then that was january and then the last thing i can really remember was my birthday yeah, I came over for your birthday in April. You came over for my birthday on April. And that's when we, we watched, watched Wolf, Children. Wolf Children. And then I don't think Love we is War episode else. one. Love is War. We oh, watched yeah, the first episode of Love is War with Mikey because Mikey was over. I remember. And that was really it. And 
that's also like the last time you really read manga because you caught up on Oshinoko and Tokyo Revengers at my yeah. table. Yeah. On my birthday for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. I was eating breakfast while reading Oshinoko. Yeah, and that's because that was like the last. Was that before or after? No, that was because that was after DG. The last time I read was manga before then was February. H- I, I know, I know all the dates pretty much. Okay, yeah, you, um, you okay, you, you, you pick up from now. Go okay, ahead. so summer, I binged. I read. Uh, okay, I read. <laughs> I, I'm like pull up, I've, pull up any list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I know I read Maiden Abyss, um, Tokyo Revengers, and then Vinland, and then I got into Monster and SBR. Gotcha. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Because I had convinced you. So I, a lot of like your ending mangas, I also like were like, hey, read it, read it. Read I've it. always wanted to. I'd had planned yeah, but all no, the like big had plans, sand. but I was like the hey, I poked at you until you no, read for it. sure. Stuff like Gintama, Monster, SBR. Um, also, for those who don't know, SBR is Steel Ball Run, JoJo's Part Seven. The only JoJo part I like, like a good amount. I I, I could talk about JoJo's on another thing, but different segment. That's a whole that's a different thing. segment for JoJo's, but. Stuff like that I had planned for years, um, and I just never could, like, get to it because they're not, like, friendly, I guess you could say. They're kind of hard to start because the main thing is wordy and a little slow, and I was always hesitant for that because I'm like, I don't know if I want to be spending my time on this when I'm not sure if I'll like it because at least for SBR already, I knew I didn't really like JoJo's from the previous segments and i'm like yeah if they love jojo's part one through five why should i trust their opinion about part seven being so special um plot twist they were right it is special <laughs> um but the yeah. point is i was very hesitant to start those series and so i needed someone who was like no trust me i need basically i need someone whose opinion i could trust because i yeah. knew you also agree that hey jojo's one through six ain't really it like it has yeah. its good parts, but overall, yeah, it's, it's got not. its good parts, but it's not. It ain't what people. Yeah, and so as, when as I one of my other friends says it's enjoyable trash. Yes, I agree, and so especially something like Gintama. Like once I got through Gintama with you, I know I can trust you because like you you vouched on Gintama, and it doesn't get much harder than Gintama. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I can do it. Now. And that was also like my first vouch as well. That is true. Gintama is a solid vouch. It's a hard vouch, but once you. Once, Once you, the like, voucher Gintama, you are a certified voucher. Like people will trust you after that. Um, but yeah, so I did SBR Monster. Then I finished S- I finished Monster the day before I left to go to live on campus. Um, and when I got on campus, I read all oh, my lovely series. I read San Gatsu, DGM, Love Is War. Uh, those were the main three: Record of Ragnarok, just like smaller things. Started my Pandora Hearts read through but i didn't get around to that till like jan february february okay go to christmas or thanksgiving i read um joe joe was thanksgiving love joe that was another series i started in the summer but i paused because i got bored um but then i got to part two of joe binged it the rest loved it cried my eyes out um you're welcome. Thank you. Joe, <laughs> Joe also is another that like 
they're just like they have sus starts, if you will. They're not you. You don't really see the potential um, until you start to see these glimpses. I think that's where it is. Like SBR yeah. at first, it's kind of boring. It's just a horse race, but you start to see these small little glimpses. I think the first big glimpse is True Man's World. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the huge one. That's like when you see True Man's World, you're like, wait a minute, like there's something going on here. Joe, I think would probably be the ending of part one, um, mm. which is like eight volumes in. Um, and then like when you get to those glimpses, like, you know, you know, it's good. Like Gintama, it's Benny Zakra. Yeah. For me, the really big glimpse was um, Shinsengumi Crisis, mm-hmm. which is like episode 100. That was like the first like hold up. There is like something special here. Same maybe for um, I'm blanking. <laughs> oh, the sister, the sister arc. I forgot her name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I swear I like Gintama. Um, um Okita. Mitsuba? Mitsuba. I think it's Mitsuba. Yeah. I get what you mean, though, but... But yeah, there's like these two... Yeah, back, back on so here falling off. So now I'm on Thanksgiving. Christmas rolls around. I can check. I don't really remember what I read around Christmas. I think um, was... I'm looking, and... That end of November is JJK. Mm, JJK, I forgot about that. That's I, really, I was I was trying to you like did get, not you didn't really consistently read anything around for oh you read Bastard. You read Bastard. Oh Bastard. yeah, Bastard. Oh, you started GTO. That's what it was. GTO. I read like four volumes. Oh, you re, you re, you re, um you didn't really do much in December. But start of January. Yeah, DGM, start um, of January was Pandora Hearts your Poon Poon reread. Poon Poon Reread. Then I read Kengen. Um, let me go back to Poon Poon Reread. Okay, but yeah, so big things for that was Songatsu, Love is War, DGM. Um, those are all yeah. top tens of mine. Late, that's Not in Love is War. Yeah. But, but I mean, then I get into Kengen and Poon Poon Reread. And then um, I think I think we skip a little around because then we got to go to like we watched Mono together. We did watch Mono together. And then you started Kengen. I started reading finished, Mono because I remember you reading a fight in Kengen on my couch. Um, after Mono, I do. I did. And then I think a lot of there's a long time of you just reading chapters of stuff here and there, or yeah, you got into your huge DGM phase. Oh yeah, DGM phase I think was. I was in school because I remember freaking. DGM phase was January. Was January. It was a little bit earlier, because I I remember I was in my I think it was like November. Let me see when I caught up. Was it before Joe? No 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 no. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was uh, November ninth. Caught up to D Peak Man now. It's my number three behind Gintama and Berserk. Damn. That's and then it ended up surpassing Berserk to become my number two. Yeah. And then Wait, I'm, yeah, spoiling my, yeah. I'm spoiling my list. Not now. That's um, fine. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, and then it was a lot of just you watched a bunch of random stuff. And then oh, and then you read Kengen. Read Kengen. Uh you started reading more Pandora Hearts. Then you watched you rewatched Bake and Kizumono. Yes. Then we watched MT Mushoku Tensei season two, and then you, 
And then you finished. It was after Pandora Hearts, I think, is when it really fell down. Oh, homunculus. Yeah, I was going to mention Homunk. Homunk. But yeah, no, hard. I think Hosa no Kune, Land of the Lustrous, was definitely the end. That was the end. I, it was Pandora Hearts, which, I mean, come on, that was such a good way to end. Pandora Hearts and H&K. Yeah. I went out in style, yeah. at least, but... um, Sure. But, <laughs> but yeah, to just wrap things up, because that's definitely a long segment that we just had. That um, was the death. I can't explain why. Sam fell off, and yeah, it's really so been... It's been like seven months since I've read... It's been seven months since he's consistently read anything. I've read maybe he's had, like, he's had like spurts of catching up on things, like Oshinoko, Sun Gatsu. Love is a war. Um, um, one then, I had, then I had one big reading session before my current, which was Bleach. I read like 20 volumes you of read Bleach. You read like mo- the back chunk of Arankar. I read the last half of Arankar, and then I read a little bit Did of Bullbringer. Okay, and then... Finally and lately, he's been on the Kingdom grind. Kingdom, not not too hard because again, I'm still in yeah 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 classes. You're still, you're still in classes, but, but we're getting yeah. there. So February at, and I was taking yeah. statistics. Statistics kicked in. Um, I was also taking accounting, so I was taking statistics and accounting. Um, and then I started hanging out with my friends more, mm-hmm. and then my roommates more. I got a girlfriend. Um, so I just started like having a lot of other stuff going on and i just kind of didn't have time and then whenever i did have time i'm like i'd rather just play games like i've been doing schoolwork, i've been reading already i don't really want to go read more i want to like play games yeah so i just i just kind of fell off but yeah the segment i wanted to bring in which i think uh, if you need to get into manga a bit more so we can actually do this was i think a really fun one would be like what are you enjoying reading weekly or monthly Okay, right now, all I'm like, reading. Actually, yeah, yeah. I want, I want because you have some stuff, so I want to hear what you've been enjoying or you enjoyed reading as a published. Okay, I'm gonna even. I'm mainly speaking from when I was reading weekly. Yeah, you would just go to when you were, because right now it's really just H and K and Berserk. I'm catching up, but um, Love Is War was the main one, probably. Yeah, so I personally am caught up on way too many ongoing manga. Yeah, and. Honestly, the only one weekly on the weekly bi-weekly side of things, the only one I've been enjoying lately is Love is War. And it's just it's always good. Part of that except for like recent recent, I have a couple complaints. But overall, the, the past like yeah, 50 um, chapters since I I've think been a up. lot of Love is War is because it's coming to an end and we've got like 8 chapters left. I know. And I have I have really big complaints about the most recent recent chapter. If you read two seventy three, the the Maki stuff, yeah, that one. Not like weird. huge complaints, but it was like a little. You know, like, that one was weird. I I think we talk about that one later, but okay. but that like usually, I mean, One Punch Man, I'm definitely enjoying. Don't get me wrong. It's I was going to say One it, Punch Man is the next one I want to bring it. up. It's hard to place it on a schedule of like what I'm enjoying it on because its schedule is really weird. It's like sometimes weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, sometimes monthly. Yeah. Um, but that's really it. One piece I'm getting back into the habit of enjoying again. Um, I haven't been reading JJK since I'm at 174. I, JJK, right now. so 
I personally, I'm going to be a little greedy and have my own segment, is the way I read ongoing manga, unless you're like, unless you're so monthly, I usually keep up monthly. Like, you know, Vinland, Berserk, Grand Blue, H&K, Record Ragnarok. Like triple monthly. All of those are monthly, and I read them monthly. Yeah. Everything else is either like no schedule, and I try to keep up, or I try to look out for chapters, or long schedules. Mm. Weekly. A lot of weekly manga, I have been getting into the habit of I'll catch up, and then I, I don't I like. So let's say JJK, mm. Oshinoko, mm-hmm. um, To Your Eternity is one of my bigger ones. I let chapters just build up, and then I'll take a whenever I feel like it, I'll just go read them and catch up. I think you have to do it that way for a lot of them. There's a lot of series, and I think the biggest one for me is Kengan Omega. I have to let Kengan chapters build up because it's just the way it's styled is really hard to read it weekly and the way the fights go and stuff. Sakamoto Days, I love. I think it's a great series. It's another one that I let chapters build up, but only like one or two, maybe three. Just because it's one of those I don't enjoy reading it chapter by chapter by chapter. I like enjoying reading it in a couple chapters at a time. Mm-hmm. But alas, oh, Tokyo Revengers. Ooh. Okay, before How we get I... to that, Dark Horse, I want to make a comment on, I think the main, I think there's one type of series that Weekly Chapters hugely benefits, and that's Mystery, because the yeah. forceful weight builds suspension, and it keeps yeah. you wondering. But yeah. stuff like action and a lot of the dramas, it'll, all I it does, have to especially be, have... drama, it just, yeah. it kind of unnecessary build the whole, yeah. it, it just cucks the flow, like, you start to like get this buildup of emotions and it's drawn out too long. You can't get that like all in one yeah. spree by the time it's been week eight, you've lost all emotion from week one. Cause that was two months ago, but it's only I, been I eight think, chapters, which is why light novels actually kind of benefit because you cannot read it for four months, but yeah. because you get all of the story arc for the most time, all the story arc contains that one volume. You fall in love with it again. No, for sure. But yeah, I think reading weekly is one of those like when you when you first read weekly, right? Mm-hmm. And this is definitely from my personal experience. You might relate when you are first getting into manga, right? And usually, when you first get into manga, I think you're going to get a lot of different recommendations and things people enjoy. I think you get a nice balance of what's finished and what's ongoing. Mm-hmm. The issue is once you read more, you're going to start gravitating toward more ongoing stuff just naturally because a lot of stuff is still ongoing. And they're the popular ones. And they're the popular ones. And a lot of them are coming to an end, which is a really good so for sad. the readers. It's good, so sad, but, but really sad. good for it's, yeah. Even the ones I don't like, I'm sad to see them go because, like, that's an end of an era. But sure. you get kind of like the honeymoon phase, I feel like where you love mm. catching up on manga and staying caught up and reading a chapter a week. But then it's just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm reading a chapter a week. For I months, mean, yeah. months. Yeah. I read 500 in like a couple weeks or a month. And I've read three this month because I can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think there are series that benefit from this. Love is war is a big one, especially look how the ending has been drawing out. Any like comedy, really any slice of life in comedy, I think greatly benefit from being caught up on. So if you want to catch up on a slice of life, do it because then you're still falling in love with the same series. 
but just at a slower rate that almost benefits more because then you're not binging it on accident because you love it. Mm-hmm. And I think just stuff like that, or even like your episodic kind of things, regardless of what genre, but there are definitely some series like the action series, I think can be give or take. For sure. And I think a lot of it goes into shonen fights have more standardly been not drawn out, but more in depth. And most fights aren't going to be like two chapters anymore, right? Mm-hmm. A good fight will usually be three or four, which means it's going to take a month for one fight to happen. Which, when you read a series initially, that's a long time compared to you read a fight in a day. Yeah. I think and, a good example of like saving up chunks. I think we both do it and we're starting to is Record of Ragnarok. Record you just, of, yeah. You just uh, save it for chunks. You read the fight all in one go. Because especially fights like that, they're highly emotional because the entire like story is within that yeah. one fight. So Those I characters. think as Record of Ragnarok is a beautiful example because how the format works is it's a tournament arc and it's just mm-hmm. one big tournament, but it's also monthly. So yeah. Chapters come out once a month. Sometimes, actually, the authors, because it's an entire team who does Rocket Ragnarok. I don't know if anybody knows this, but there's two I authors. And there's, a, there's a huge team of artists. And sometimes they get two chapters out in a month, which is awesome. But the reason which Rocket Ragnarok, it's not an issue. It's not a flaw. It's just a publication, reading as publishing thing. It's because the fights take 11 to 12 chapters. Yeah. In the fight, the build-up, the backstories, because they're in the fights. Everything so that means in, is just yeah. It's just all contained within that one fight, and so in reading it monthly is a pain because you don't want to wait. In read, waiting a year to read one fight is a pain in the ass. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but reading it monthly just loses all impact. Mm-hmm. Because then you're going to forget what even happened in the fight. Oh no! Just, yeah, I don't remember what happened two months ago. Yeah, and it's better to just let it all go out once and take like an hour or two, because mm-hmm. you're wait. Yeah, you're waiting a year to read two hours worth of manga, like an hour or two worth of manga. But like, I think it's more worth it at the end of the day with just how record writing on construction. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's it can be a pain in the butt. I think again, it does benefit some series, and then also series that are. They don't really have plot like your typical slice of life. I haven't read it, but like Komi-san, I don't know how much of a plot there is to it. But um, I've, I've heard. I'll, I'll chime in. I've heard a little bit. I mean, I heard it's like it's got its general plot, but it doesn't actually like push yeah, the plot. Just, just stories like that that are usually like episodic. You don't really care if you have to wait because it's you know there's nothing you're waiting on, and it doesn't really break a flow of anything. Stuff like that is perfect for weekly because that stuff can get very taxing. If you're just reading yeah. episodic stuff, but you're binging it, like reading a hundred chapters where it's something different every time and you're not really working towards anything, that can get very taxing. But if you can just read yeah. it once a week, it's very doable. Oh, absolutely. And that's a great thing to have. And I think I think here is we switch segments because we've been talking about the Animonga issue for a while. We are running out I of think hour. yeah, I did notice. I think the last thing I want to bring up is games. I'm down. Three, we haven't talked about games yet. Dead by Daylight. Ooh. Me, we both had our peaks. We both haven't played in a while, but we both loved... When we played for, like, 
14 hours straight. Yeah, Dead by Daylight. It <laughs> is horrifying game in terms of like it's so bad it's good and it's so good it's bad. Yeah, it has <laughs> its moments really, where you're like it's really fun, but at the same time you're like, why am I playing this game? There are games where I question like if I should open up the game again. Because there's just there are certain games that are so unfun that it just ruins your mood. But there's games that are so yeah. fun and exhilarating and hilarious that you there's nothing better. It's yeah. just it's a very wishy washy. It usually depends on the killer and like who how the killer yeah. plays. Yeah. But I think Dead by Daylight and we haven't really played anything together recently. And I haven't really played anything on my own. I've been waiting I mean, on Guilty Gear Crossplay for you, buddy. I know. Once it's out, me and you are gonna have a blast. I got back into crazy. Guilty Gear. I, I, I wanted to pick up Zato. But Zato my king. Because I, I, I started getting into the lore a bit. I started watching the lore, and yeah, yeah. I was like, dang, Zato kind of hits, but he doesn't hit when I play him because I don't know how. <laughs> he's <laughs> hard. He's hard. He, I'm the Zato player. Nah. So I play Anji, but. Yeah. Nah. But yeah, another thing is uh, hopefully we'll talk about games. True. Yeah, that'd be I mean, my, recently, awesome. my recent game activity has just been League of Legends. So. Uh, Fuck you for that, man. Still hate yeah, you. I'm sorry. It's it's. I'm always a like a fast paced gamer. Like I like hitting yeah. buttons fast. So like, we just get to melee. Me and you just get back into melee. Why do no, I why used to play? Not? I know that's what we should both get back because I used to play too. Not like I crazy, started but. playing melee again and it was fun, but I just didn't have time. Yeah. And the thing about melee is the amount of time you have to put in to not get absolutely bodied is insane. that's why i'm saying just me and you <laughs> we just sit and play friendlies together for like an hour a day i'm down melee is like so while. fun yeah i don't have a controller, um, so to figure something out but yeah but uh games i haven't i i usually alternate between anime and games or manga and games because i'll be in a mood to just sit and chill and just yeah. watch a nice episode or a nice movie or read a nice chapter but then i'm in moods where I just want to hit buttons really fast or just like get that <laughs> monkey out of me where I'm just banging on a keyboard. Like I just yeah. need that monkey serotonin dopamine to just fuel yeah. me. And I mean, I fell off of anime. So like, I mean, okay. We did too, but I mean, it's, it's to be expected. There is so, in my so, opinion, yeah. there's so much less. So, peak available yeah so i i think so like for example you falling off of animes doesn't really matter because you never actually like at the point that like we got into our really close friendship is you were never at a point where you were like heavily into anime no i still was i was still kicking out anime and then eventually i just stopped it's just i don't really have that many left that are that important i could like count them on my hands here are ones that are really important to me Monster, maybe, because I've already read it. Fruits Basket, that's one. The second most important to me is probably um, Galactic Heroes. Yeah. Um, Rainbow. Ping Pong, Ping Pong, Ping Pong. Yeah, I've already ping seen ping, ping Pong. Oh, shit. Whoopsies. Um, oh, I thought you talking about stuff that you have seen. Whoopsies. No, 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 no. Stuff that I haven't seen. So, Fruits Basket, Monster, Fruits Basket, Monster Rainbow, Galactic Heroes... Um, I know there was a couple planning. Let me go to my planning. I oh, uh, yeah. Mushishi, which I want to read anyways. 
Girls Last Tour, which I also want to read anyways. Uh, Natsumi Yujincho, which I also want to read anyways. Uh, Ippo, which I also want to read anyways. I'm just going to read Ippo anyway. <laughs> it's just, uh, Joe, which I've already read. Um, yeah, anime is... I also think just, I'm at the point where, like... I, I just prefer the manga anyways. Yeah. And, like, so, like you know... With anime, is like I feel like they're always messing up animes, but like they don't really True. mess up manga. If they mess Dude. up manga, that's an author problem. But if they mess up anime, it's over. It's just, I don't yeah. know. There's there's just not that much left. I'm you'd probably want me to watch Kekai Sensen. Yeah, but I mean, like anything that's left is we just watch it together, anyways, because that's just that's how true. we work at this point. So, um, but honestly, I think we wrap up here. Yeah, I'm down to call Where, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Any closing statements? Um, not really, other than, like, I'll let you do the outro, I did the intro, but for All me, right, uh, this is the Zero With episode. Uh, we don't know the when this, I don't know, we don't know when this is getting out anywhere. Is but on the way. Um, yeah. I'm probably gonna edit it. This is where I should probably do shoutouts to Yeah, do some shoutouts. Media. Shout um, I haven't set up the accounts now, but I'm going to. I gotta work on the logo and Headers, but we have a Twitter. There we will post probably stream schedules or not stream schedules, upload schedules, um, any announcements, maybe say what topics we're going to talk about, stuff like that. So you can follow us on Twitter at Two Idiots One Podcast with numbers two and one. Um, YouTube, same thing, Two Idiots One Podcast. There, I'm probably going to upload this, and I'm still debating what to do for the video format. I think um, so. Video format. I think we just have like some audio. We could have like a. We could have like the audio, like the yeah. wave where it shows. Yeah, we could have I that think, below each of us. Which, and we could have like our profile pictures, and we could do the like Discord where it lights up whenever you yeah. speak. I could have. Speaking, um, speaking of audio, though, audio only. I mean, at some point, we want cameras. I have one, but it's not with me right now. Yeah. And I'll need to purchase one at some point. Yeah. I'll purchase so one. So that's a in the future. In we the don't future. know. That might be episode one because who knows when we're gonna record again. Honestly. Hopefully soon. We need to Yeah, honestly, it. I think another thing would be like that'd be good for episode one is have cameras by then. If we get lucky, who knows? Yeah. Um, um and yeah. then also on TikTok, two idiots one podcast. Um I'm just gonna further edit the YouTube video and then just upload it to TikTok. Yeah, that's fine. It's just gonna be pretty streamlined process. But yeah, that's about but, it. But yeah, thank you coming for coming to the series episode. For for out there. Yeah. We might work on the Discord server to open up the public. For now, that's just yeah. storing stuff. But yeah. But yep. thank you for listening. Uh, I'm uh, Sam. I hope you. He's Sam. Is Cam. And I'm Cam. Sam. Sam and Cam. Sam and Cam. Cam and Sam. Sam. We're the two idiots, and this is one podcast. Thank you for listening. So much uh, for getting the outro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll thanks it. for listening. Uh, and we'll see you around. Yeah, bye. Adios. Bye-bye. Woohoo. We did it. <laughs>